the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, The Answer listeners. Welcome to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, founding editor of the Ohio Press Network, and I'm filling in for Bruce today, Wednesday, and Thursday. Now, Jeff Murtal is over there on the other side of the glass producing, along with Alan Rogers. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks to Bruce's kindness, I've been a regular guest on The Bruce Hooley Show, but today it's an honor to host and talk with you from the captain's chair. Here's what we have in store for today. We'll talk with Ohio Value Voters President John Stover about House Joint Resolution 1 in the Ohio General Assembly. U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino will join us and talk about the 24 race for the upper chamber in D.C. and what it will take to unseat Sherrod lifetime politician Brown. State Representative Gary Click will update us on the SAFE Act. That's the acronym for Saving Adolescents from Experimentation. He'll unpack what it is and what it means to you. Cleveland Talk Radio host Bob France, also another answer analyst from the Cleveland area, will join us and unpack and analyze Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost's press release from yesterday stating that a grand jury found eight Akron officers were justified in using deadly force against Jalen Walker. Now, we may have State Representative Scott Wiggum, a Republican from Worcester. He'll provide a lawmaker perspective on House Joint Resolution 1, which aims to require a 60% affirmative vote to amend the state constitution State Representative Wiggum is chairing a committee at present and should let me know around noon if he's going to be able to join us in the second hour. Now, what's coming down the pike? Later this week, I'll be joined by Vivek Ramaswamy, Republican candidate for president of the United States. Matt Mayer, he's a GOP candidate for Ohio governor's chair. And then, speaking of chair, Alex Triantafilu. Say that three times fast. Alex Triantafilu is chairman of the Ohio Republican Party, and he'll call in and analyze what's going on with the GOP in the Buckeye State. Congressman Warren Davidson will talk with us about a scary situation involving government-controlled digital currency. Congressman Jim Jordan will be with us. Now, he's chairman of the powerful House Judiciary Committee, which has already been extremely busy during this 118th Congress. We're working on U.S. Senator J.D. Vance to check in uh, on his first term and maybe give us an update on the legislation that he has co-authored regarding railways in the United States and what is going on currently in East Palestine, Ohio. And we're also working on Secretary of State Frank LaRose and uh, hope to talk with him about several things including House Joint Resolution 1 and maybe the 24 election cycle 
from his perspective as the state's top election officer. Also today, we'll take your calls at 1150. And I want to know in this instant disposable world, I'm wondering if there are other dinosaurs like me, collectors, keepers of stuff, pack rats, people who collect things, whether you do it for sentimental reasons or for financial reasons. Let me give you an example. I got married on Friday, married my best friend, Whitney, and uh, we made it official to each other before the world, before God, and we're blending a family, which is a blessing, so I'll get to be a bonus dad to Addison and to Brody, and Whitney will get to be a bonus mom to Eva Grace, my 10-year-old daughter. If you've followed me on Facebook uh, or listened to me on the radio at all over the past three years, you'll know that uh, Eva Grace is a very active part of my life, and it's uh, a blessing to have some siblings and uh, a bonus mom uh, that we can live with and uh, just enjoy life together. So I'm digressing, but I got married on Friday, and I tell you all of that to tell you this. One of the neat things that we were able to do on Saturday was sit around the table as a family and open some cards and uh, unbox and unpack and unwrap some wedding gifts. Now, I'm a collector. I just mentioned that. And Whitney's uncle, Kim, is also a collector. Uh, antiques, political history. And one of the gifts I opened was from him. And it had a bunch of political campaign buttons, which were just pretty stinking cool, if you ask me. And uh, I'm sitting there and I, I look down, there's a manila envelope. And that manila envelope has about 20 or 30 smaller letter-sized envelopes in it. And so curiosity got the best of me. I pulled that out. And uh, started taking the individual envelopes out. And I noticed they're postmarked 1967 from states all around the country. And so I came across one from Ohio, opened it up, and I noticed it was a letter addressed to Winston Weatherby of Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. And the letter was from then governor of the Buckeye State, James Rhodes. And he said, Mr. Weatherby, I am happy to oblige and supply the autograph that you requested. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. He signed the letter. And uh, Weatherby also included a postmarked envelope or postcard with the letter that Governor Rhodes signed. And then I saw the envelope from California. And let me tell you, I got goosebumps. I went, wait a minute, doing the math in my head, 1967, California. I think I know who was governor of California in 1967. Sure was shooting. I opened the letter and it is from then governor Ronald Reagan. And at the bottom of the letter was his signature. And then in the uh, additional uh, post stamped envelope was his autograph. So cool wedding gift. Now, I don't know if other people get excited about that. You may be yawning and snoozing now, uh, <laughs> going, well, wait a minute. Why is that cool? Well, listen, that's what I want to know. Am I the only one who does this stuff? Am I the only one who gets excited to collect things? Again, whether for sentimental reasons or maybe you're an American picker type person and you just like buying stuff at a low price and selling it at a high price. Well, I want to find out at 1150, we're going to take your calls and I want to know, do you collect stuff? Why do you collect stuff? And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you uh, 
on all of those matters today. And uh, the number that you'll call, and I'll give it to you again then, is 844-825-5989. Yesterday, we found out that Ohio State Buckeyes offensive coordinator Brian Hartline was in a utility terrain vehicle accident in Delaware, Ohio, early Sunday morning, sometime past 1 a.m. Now, this was on the heels of the spring game in the Horseshoe Saturday. Hartline and a passenger were injured but sustained non-life-threatening injuries from the accident. Hartline had allegedly been consuming alcohol at some point before the incident, according to a newspaper report that cited a sheriff's office case report. First, we wish Brian and his passenger a speedy and full recovery. Second, however, Hartline is known for his character and work ethic and has maintained a somewhat sterling reputation for his recruiting and coaching results. So it'll be interesting to see how this incident is handled by the media and received by the university and future recruits. And I'm interested to see how Brian himself addresses the misstep. So uh, one other headline for today from the Ohio Press Network, the Ohio ballot board certified an amendment to raise the minimum wage. On Monday, the Ohio ballot board unanimously certified that the proposed constitutional amendment, that's right, not legislation, an amendment that would raise the state minimum wage to $15 an hour, and it's called Raise the Wage Ohio Amendment, incorporates only one constitutional amendment and therefore advances. And by the way, that is the Ohio ballot board's job is to determine, is there one amendment here or are there two? Do we need to split it up? So what that means is that uh, the committee to represent the petitioners, including uh, Prentice Haney, Tanisha Head, Candace Bondurant, Mary Jo Ivan, Diane Morgan, Andrew Ritterman, must now gather 413,000 signatures from registered voters in at least 44 counties, which equals 10% of the votes cast in the most recent gubernatorial election before July 5th. Now, the number of signatures must equal at least 5% of the votes cast in the most recent gubernatorial race in each county. If the sufficient number of signatures are verified by the Ohio Secretary of State, at least 65 days before the election, the full text of the proposed amendment will be placed on the ballot in the regular or general election that occurs subsequent to 125 days after filing of the petition. Now, the Raise the Wage Ohio Amendment aims to amend Article 2, Section 34 of Ohio's Constitution. And uh, more on that when we come back. You are listening live to The Bruce Holy Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer, 94.5 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Holy. Welcome back to The Bruce Holy Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in. The big shoes of Bruce Hooley today from the captain's chair. Now, right before the break, we discussed the Raise the Wage Ohio Amendment that aims to amend the Constitution in order to raise the minimum wage to twelve seventy-five per hour beginning January 1st, 2025, and then in equal yearly increments until it gets to $15 per hour 
on January 1st, 2026. Now, the Buckeye Institute, a think tank with the aim of advancing free market public policy in the states, claimed in a statement that increasing the minimum wage would be bad for Ohio businesses. Now, Republicans in both the Ohio House and Senate are moving quickly to put protections in place for the state constitution prior to the November general election. The Ohio Constitution Protection Amendment aims to raise the threshold for initiative petitions from 50% to 60%. Why does that matter? Well, John Stover of Ohio Value Voters will join us here in just a moment to tell us why it matters to conservative voters and people who value life in the Buckeye State. So without further ado, I want to welcome President of Ohio Value Voters, John Stover. John, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you today? Doing real well, Jack. Uh, thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, let me just state uh, very quickly here to your listeners, um, you know, just what a fantastic uh, job Ohio Press Network uh, is doing for uh, people throughout the state in providing reliable and accurate news. John, you are very kind. Thank you so much. And I know that you and Diane and everyone on your board there at Ohio Value Voters also work hard to make sure that people understand uh, what's inside policies and what people in positions of power are doing to advance the cause of conservative voters who value God, family, and freedom. So thank you for all of your hard work. And I know that this has been on your radar. So, John, can you tell us why the Constitution Protection Amendment is vitally important uh, to not only Ohio Value Voters, but to the pro-life movement in, uh, in specifics? Well, you know, Jack, the, uh, the primary uh, concern that all Ohioans should have when it comes to our um, state constitution is the fact that there's always the um, possibility of um, people with very, very deep pockets and uh, what I would consider to be interests that really are not the interest of those in the state will uh, end up spending a lot of money in a uh, campaign the last time we saw this uh, uh, written into our state constitution was 2009 with casino gambling. There were tens of millions of dollars that were spent. And uh, this case here in 2023, we have Planned Parenthood and their affiliates attempting to write into our state constitution by um, bringing this to the ballot in November. Just some really uh, radical provisions that uh, would uh, eliminate parental rights when it comes to their children, uh, pretty much provide, uh, you know, strip away the uh, provisions of the heartbeat bill. So the, the primary goal and objective here now is to see that the General Assembly, they do the right thing. Uh, and I understand that this week is, uh, they're discussing it. And the uh, right thing is to pass House Joint Resolution 1 in the uh, House and Senate Bill 92 in the Senate. And uh, we need to make sure that, you know, we do have uh, the Senate on board, which they are. Uh, Senate President Matt Huffman has uh, indicated that, you know, he feels the uh, necessity to see to it that uh, his caucus, Republican caucus, pass this. And in the House, uh, we have, uh, we don't have the same assurance from the Speaker. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the area that we're attempting to put as much pressure on the Speaker of the Ohio House to bring this out, House Joint Resolution 1, bring it on the House floor and pass it. 
You know, the um, the speaker has stated, and he stated this on a tweet back on March 24th, that, that uh, you know, he's not necessarily in favor of uh, changing the state constitution. They use the term willy-nilly. Um, but, you know, the, the fact is, Jack, is that, um, you know, we, we should not be looking at one individual determining a matter so important that he is going to make the decision for all people in the state of Ohio. Put it on the ballot and let the people in August vote upon this matter, which will move the threshold from 50% to 60% for any special interest group coming into our state and attempting to put something in our state constitution that really is not in the best interest of the people here. John, thank you for explaining that. And and just to quickly summarize, uh, House Joint Resolution 1 would require a 60% vote to amend the Constitution. Well, why is that important? Because the Supreme Court decided last year in the Dobbs decision that Roe versus Wade essentially was overturned and that the 10th Amendment does apply, that states have the right to make a decision regarding things that the federal government uh, shouldn't be deciding. And abortion is one of those things. Now, interestingly, and to your point, John, one of the things that we heard from mainstream media and from progressives since that decision was made was that abortion is now illegal. And, uh, you know, they really didn't do justice to what the decision said. And this decision said that states get to make that choice. So the same type of propaganda is going to go on with respect to the constitutional amendment that's designed to strip away parents' rights, that's designed to take away some of the safeguards uh, in the medical community regarding abortion, and that would essentially allow abortion up to the ninth month. Uh, it's it's going. What we're going to see is a promotional campaign from progressives and the left that doesn't necessarily tell the truth. And this resolution uh, is designed to do you got about a minute and a half, is to do what and what are you doing uh, at Ohio Value Voters to make sure that elected officials do what they're supposed to do? Well, you know, Jack, our organization um, did, in fact, put out a uh, notice by way of email to all of our uh, state reps, Republican state reps and Republican state senators that also went to Speaker Stevens and basically stated this, that the importance here is, is so great that anyone that in the uh, House specifically that did not either support the discharge petition and or voted for this measure when it reached the House floor is going to require 60 votes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the House has obtained, as you know, 60 votes in the past. And one of the last times was uh, overriding uh, Governor Kasich's veto of the heartbeat bill. So it's something that with leadership from the Speaker can, in fact, happen. But if it does John, we've, happen, got, we've got 10 seconds and a hard out. So thank you for putting pressure on lawmakers. We'll be back. 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.